Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, excuse me, what's today's Chef Special? Welcome to Chef Special, the podcast that brings you the world of food and beverage with facts and information that challenge the status quo. Hello everyone, I'm your host Patrick Honeywell with Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, your best food destination choice. Today's special guests are Bob and Monica Sarman, owners of Be Italian, exclusive importers of focaccia bola. Bob and Monica share their story of discovering an amazing pizza on a visit to Italy in the small town of Misano and the decision to import it here to the United States. All right, Bob and Monica, how are you today? Good. How are you, Patrick? Good. Hi, Patrick. Hi. I'm great. I'm great. I'm so happy you're both here. Um, I'm excited because... Uh, this will be a great opportunity to talk a bit about yourselves and your company and the most amazing focaccia bread I think I've had in the state. So, and I've been here a long time. So thanks for being here. Thank you. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, uh, your company? You know, uh, tell us about that and how you met and we'll just start from there. Let's see. Uh, our company is the letter B Italian, like B Italian to B Italian. And we import a very special focaccia bread slash pizza crust. Uh, in the United States directly from Italy. Yeah. I live in Huntington Beach, California, and Monica lived in Italy, and she was here on vacation with our other partner, Ricardo. And we met, and we became friends, and uh, we talked about food and Italy, and I had never been to Italy. So uh, I was invited there, and I tasted the best pizza I'd ever eaten in my life. And believe me, I've eaten a lot of pizza. <laughs> so after discovering this pizza um, I asked who made it and eventually found out that Ricardo's cousin was actually the baker in a small town of uh, Misano Italy mm -hmm. they have a bakery and they make this very special pizza crust focaccia bread slash pizza crust and uh, I found it and I said how do we get it into the states <laughs> that, that's how it started so you, you saw that you, they had an amazing product. You wanted to bring it here. Um, how about the, the manufacturer that's making the product? Uh, tell me a little bit about the manufacturer. Well, Dan Daniela Vila with Vila Bakery uh, makes this product among other products, but this is a special baby. And it, it's kind of a crazy story. This is a family bakery that goes back to the early 1900s with his mm. grandmother. And he found this recipe in Rome. And he hunted down the baker. The baker gave him the recipe. He stayed two weeks in the bakery. And after that, it took him almost six years to perfect the recipe to where he could mass produce it. Mm. Um, and he worked and worked on this recipe until he had it exactly right. And mm. now he sells um, almost 7,000 a day. That's amazing. If it's from Italy, generally, it's going to be a very, very uh, great product. Yeah, it's, even... a, uh, it's an extra virgin olive oil, yeah. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. this is very important because uh, many times here you can find product that has, uh, uh, you know, canola oil or uh, some flour oil. But uh, the, the choice of the kind of oil is very, very important because... Mm. Uh, give uh, a very specific and particular flavor and taste uh, to 
to, to the product. Mm, that's true. So it's, it's only five ingredients, you know, mm -hmm. wheat flour, double zero, extra virgin olive oil, a very little quantity of salt, water, and yeast. Mm. And so they are all 100% uh, natural product mm -hmm. uh, that all come from Italy. Mm. And it's very important because uh, the dough has a 36 hour of a natural rising. And that is very, very important because uh, it makes uh, the consistency uh, very light, uh, very airy, fluffy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even because uh, every dough, every, every pizza crust is uh, hand-stretched. So that makes uh, these uh, bubbles. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, uh, we called uh, our product uh, bolla, that uh, in, uh, in English means uh, bubble. Mm -hmm. This is because uh, with uh, the hand-stretched work uh, made in every piece of crust, uh, these, uh, these bubbles give uh, a, a very, very fluffing and airy consistency and texture. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a process. Amazing to watch too. Mm -hmm. So what uh, steps did you take to bring it here? So you saw it, you, Bob, you went there and, and uh, you and Monica checked this place out and has a beautiful, beautiful history, amazing company. What steps did you take? Because it's not easy to bring a product from another country over to the U.S. Yeah, it's... Uh, and <clears throat> and neither Monica or I have been in the food business or Ricardo for that matter. None of mm -hmm. us were in the food business ever. Mm -hmm. um, so this was all brand new and, and you have to start with the factory, make sure that if you're bringing anything in the States, it has to be FDA approved. We had to start a company, get an FDA approval license to import. We had to make sure that all the standards in the factory were up to FDA um, standards. And of course they were, far beyond that. Hmm. Um, then we had to work on a deal on how to, how to make it, how to get it here. Transportation from the bakery in this little town in Italy to the port, transportation to pick up. Now this is a frozen product, mm -hmm. which, is a, which actually is a very positive plus to the product. Mm -hmm. When this is flash frozen, and I mean flash, very cold, very fast, it's at the just the right time when the dough is processed after it's 80% cooked, 80% parbate. Mm -hmm. At that particular time when all the products are exactly the same, they flash freeze it. It remains frozen from the time it gets out of that freezer and the time you, to the time you eat it. And that means transportation from the dock at the bakery to the port inside a frozen container on a ship, it takes 35 to 40 days to ship the product over here. It gets shipped off at the port in Los Angeles, stored there in a frozen container, and then it has to be transported to a frozen uh, facility where it remains until our customers pick it up. So it's a long process. It's not a cheap process between the transportation, the storage, the shipping. So it was complicated and it wasn't easy, but we figured it out step by step. Like any new business, we just went through the numbers, went down the list. We had lots of uh, headwinds we had to overcome and we got it. So, but getting back to you, so you brought it here and uh, what was your first, 
how did you introduce it here? I mean, how did you say, okay, let's show this to somebody or we're going to take it here? What was the first introduction in the U.S.? Well, the crazy part was is we had <clears throat> some of the product flown here in preparation for the Las Vegas pizza show, which, mm. of course, leave it to us to start the biggest show yeah. pizza in the whole country <laughs> to introduce it. Awesome. It's so, awesome. <laughs> so we, we bought a booth at the Vegas show, never been to a show before, let alone had a booth. <laughs> we had our banners made and our table made. We made it ourselves. We, we put it all together. We asked a lot of questions and we kind of went there blind. Um, we had the baker fly in to be here with us for that show. We showed up literally without any clue. And we had some samples, which we thought would be adequate. I think we had 100 or 200 sample pieces that we phoned to FedEx. Mm -hmm. And um, we had them there. And when that show opened, I don't think it took an hour and a half for us to be out of samples. Oh, no. We had, we had people coming to our booth wanting our product to take back to their booth so they could fool the people that work for them, telling them that, that to, to describe this pizza crust. <laughs> and when they told them it was frozen from Italy, they, they just didn't believe it. We had orders for this pizza crust from people across the country, and I had no idea how to get them the product. Wow. Not a clue. They would ask me, how do we get this? We have five pizza shops in Chicago. I want this product. And I would have to tell them, I don't have an idea. I don't mm -hmm. know how we ship it across country. I don't know how expensive it would be. I don't know how you... So bottom line is, it was, um, it was great because we knew the product was great. And I describe it like being a drug dealer almost. Once they <laughs> taste it, they're hooked. Oh, definitely. And I can tell you about it all day long, but once they get it in their mouth, it was hooked. So that was our big show. We literally ran out of, of product the first day. And for two days, we had people ordering it from word of mouth, what they heard about the samples that we did have. Hmm. And so we stayed there with no product. It was amazing. We still had a... Uh, a line at the booth wanting to hear about this product. So we came back and we regrouped and then we said, okay, now we know this product is going to sell. So when you look at um, uh, retail versus wholesale, so I think you're probably looking at doing both. What, where, what's your direction on this? Well, when we came here, we didn't know the difference, of course. So now, you know, we figured out, of course, that retail is, is, you know, the retail stores, the Albertsons and the Ralphs and the, and the, um, the Trader Joe's and mm -hmm. things like that. But mm -hmm. there's a packaging involved. There's frozen, frozen space in their shelves, in their freezers. There's a lot of complications. Now, we have packaging for it, mm -hmm. but we have to order packaging with it because it's much easier and cheaper to package there than it is here in a frozen state. Mm, that's so true. when we first got here, we started going to restaurants where we felt that that was the best uh, avenue. And so they buy it in a wholesale packaging and they, they make it in the kitchen. So, so having packaged individual pieces is not important, required, or, or actually needed. So for the first part and now for the last year and a half, two years since we started, we're primarily going for the... Um, the wholesale market, which is through food distributors mm -hmm. who distribute to 
the restaurant business. That's primarily. We will move into retail once we um, we are convinced that we have enough for the wholesale restaurant and we need a different avenue. Mm-hmm. But right now we're we're fairly busy with the wholesale and we eventually like to go retail and do the packaging. But it would take an, a big enough order to, to order enough packaged uh, items to mm-hmm. to make it worthwhile. But it's not out of the question. Do you remember the first your first sale of this to the person or the company, and what was their reaction? You know, I'll tell you, I, I do remember it because it was it was very unique. We we had first pitched a a distributor. Now, how it works here, <clears throat> we learned that most distributors don't want to handle your product until they get requests from their restaurants, mm-hmm. and they say go out and sell the restaurants. Well it's hard to get a restaurant because they love it and they say, where do I get it? Mm. And you don't have a distributor. So it, it's kind of a, a razor's edge. What, what comes first, the car, you know, before the horse, it, mm-hmm. you get the distributor. But back to your, back to the question you asked, we had a distributor say, listen, go out, take it to a few of our clients, see if they like it and get back to us. So they set up a couple of appointments for us. Mm. And I'll never forget it. We went to Long Beach to a restaurant we got there. It was a sidewalk cafe. A mother and her daughter ran it. Hmm. We showed up on time. The woman, the owner, came out and said, you know, I don't even know why they set this appointment up from the distributor. <laughs> Your, the cost of this product is way too expensive for us. I pay this for a much larger piece um, I don't even have a freezer here. I have a freezer at home and I transport just me and my daughter. It's just a little tiny kitchen and, and believe me, the kitchen was as, as big as a phone booth. Hmm. But they had a kind of a specialty little restaurant. She was German. Mm-hmm. And she says, I- I'm sorry to waste your time. And we said, no, it's no problem. And so Monica took a couple of the pieces we brought to give her and, and she handed her the pieces. And she says, when you get a chance, throw them in the oven and put some rosemary or, or garlic butter, whatever you want, some olive oil on it and just taste it. And you know, if you're ever interested or you know anybody that's interested. So an hour later, we got a call from this woman and said, I have to have this bread. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. All of a sudden the cost was gone. The freezer became a non-issue. And she still sells that bread at her restaurant in Long Beach on the, on the uh, Strand there. So wow. that was our first one, the most memorable. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we we the distributor picked it up, and it's been one of our it's our first and still one of our best distributors here in Southern California. Amazing, amazing. Now I remember once you had mentioned that you actually, I think, baked some pizza out of the back of your truck, or was that uh, did that really well, happen? That came- that <laughs> came down <laughs> down funny. after we tried you know I'll, I'll let monica tell the story how it evolved but but the um the 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 thing is is most restaurants have little tiny kitchens mm-hmm. and during the day when we would go and show up and we'd say listen we'd like to show you this new bread you know if we because monica's monica is so pretty they they felt bad they didn't care about me but they let her in to, to give her the sales pitch he took the pizza in and you know you could hardly stand in these <laughs> these kitchens people running into you and walking over your head and lifting things and yelling behind you and they're 
we tried cooking them in their oven and it's so simple to cook, but every oven's different and that's they had something cooking. Mm -hmm. So we did this several times and we made several sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally we decided, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's put a generator. Go ahead, Monica. Yeah. Monica thought I was Patrick, nuts. When I, I said came that no way that <laughs> I'm, I'm making my pizza, my pizza crust in the back of a trunk of a car. Are, are you are you are you telling me this one? Welcome I to the U.S., no Monica. Way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Well, well, Monica was an esthetician <laughs> in Italy, and she had her I own know. spa, and she catered to the high-end people in this spa. Came in for all kinds of treatments. <laughs> she dressed the part. She dressed, and now I suggested we make pizza out of the back of a pickup truck with a noisy <laughs> generator and, I said, and an electric no oven. No way there. that I'm going to do this. And you know what, Patrick? It was the best thing to do. I said, <laughs> you know, wow, this that was uh, really uh, something that really helped because uh, uh, chefs uh, and you know that they have no time, uh, everything in a hurry. And like Bob just said, that the, the kitchen are very small and they are working. And so they don't have so much time. Mm -hmm. And that was the best idea ever. And believe me, when I told this to my mom, what are you doing now in, in the States? Are, are you <laughs> selling, are, are you making the pizza crust in, in a car? In a back, and uh, you know, the, they were all making fun of me, my, my <laughs> Italians. But you know what? It was the best uh, think that we did the best project because it really worked out really, really good. Well, Thanks, of, Bob. It, <laughs> it kind of showed the simplicity of it, too, as well. We had a, a little electric oven. There's not a big, uh, you know, pizza oven and a stone oven and all the things that most pizza shops have in restaurants. This product is so versatile and so easy that we had electric oven, a small little generator put it in the back of my truck. We laid paper out. It was very sanitary, very clean. And we made pizza. Then we put them in a pizza box. We had the toppings, the, you know, whatever mm -hmm. toppings we decided, a couple of pizzas. And we would knock on the front door, walk in the back. And we'd say, here, we want you to try this product. It took them less than 30 seconds. And most of the time before we walked out, we had people ready to order the pizza. Mm -hmm. They didn't even have a place to put it in their menu. They didn't even know what they were going to do with it, but they knew they had to have it. You know, I was thinking about, you know, that, that it's such a, it's a big, big process bringing it here. And I was wondering if you ever thought about trying to make uh, focaccia bola here. I, I, it's, it'd be challenging to do that because I've never seen anything made here like that. Well, well, as a matter of fact, what, what we did is uh, mm -hmm. at some point we said, you know, how ridiculous is this? We're shipping this across the country, a truck on one end, a truck on the other, and a big ship in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you're always concerned of temperature changes and defrost and, mm -hmm. and all the things that can happen, a, a, a strike at the port and having this product sit on a ship for two months. You know, there's all, all kinds of things. And the pre-order you have to make to get enough because you know you never want to run out of product. Mm. When somebody has it on their menu, they don't want to hear an excuse about a, uh, a strike at the port. Mm -hmm. They want to know where their product is. So uh, we, we store enough to, to, to cover that, but it, it's not cheap. So mm -hmm. to get to your point, we decided, you know what? We can probably make this and sell it cheaper because we are at the high end of the price market and for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And we decided let's open our own manufacturing plant here on a small scale. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And we started the process and this is a whole different game. You have to find a location. You have to make it food ready with mm-hmm. drains and the proper hoods and the, all the expense to go in it. And we found a place and we started the architectural work and we started with a health department. We brought Daniela here to test, test to make the, the product. Uh, we went to some rental kitchens with him. We tried to make the product there. It was frustrating because mm-hmm. of the, the oven temperature differences, the, mm-hmm. the, it's hard to find the machinery here to, to make the product the way he makes it with the mm-hmm. right mixers. And the, I mean, you think a mixer is a mixer, but it's not. You think no. the water is the water, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd almost need a full filtration system to duplicate the water that goes into this mm-hmm. from where it comes from and, and how it's done. So we started this manufacturing. We got about halfway through it, invested money in it. And the final, final death to the product, I mean, to this, this plan was, we finally realized after we had the money invested, within a month, we'd be outgrown by the product demand because in that period of time, we had such a demand mm-hmm. that we knew, we, we calculated that this, this plant, this small plant we had would, would be worthless. It'd be okay to make a to supply a pizza shop or two, but it wouldn't be enough to do what we needed to do. Mm. So we abandoned it and decided to make the product, sell it as it is, the way it is, until we got such a clientele that we could relook at a bigger plant and regroup and, and really try hard to see if we could make it here in the States. But mm-hmm. the labor and the intensity of that, it, it just, we're not there yet, but we may be soon. It's always in the back of our mind. Hmm. Well, there's something to be said with having an amazing manufacturer, no matter where they are. In this case, it's uh, your manufacturers in Italy, because there's so many headaches taken out of the equation when they make this perfect product. Then you have other headaches, of course, getting it in the truck, getting it on the, onto the ship and getting it here. But wow, it's, it's yeah, I can't imagine trying to make that here. Even like you mentioned, the, the difference in flour, or excuse me, uh, I mean, you have the, the flour differences, the oil differences, the water the mixers, the ovens. So it's a challenge. Yeah. But by the time you import everything and get things imported, we, we, the calculations were that, yeah, we could sell it cheaper, but boy, what an investment it would make and the time to get it back to figure it out. And then until your final product is done and the baker approves of it. And he's not easy to please, believe me, he is a perfectionist. I'd love, I'd love to meet him one day. So (laughs) now I have shared a couple photos of some of the beautiful pizza focaccia pizza that that monica has made um with the product and uh i would like to know monica if you wouldn't mind sharing a few recipe ideas yeah of course so one of my my favorite is uh of course with the tomato sauce Mm -hmm. uh, mozzarella and i love truffle so if you are lucky that you can find a very good truffle sauce uh, the combination of truffle, uh, Italian sausage, and uh, and mushrooms—it's really uh, so tasty. It's one—it's one of my of my favorite. Mm. Uh, and um, another that is uh, is very good is uh, with uh, with pesto. So um, you can do um, something more vegetarian, 
so with, with no meat, pesto, and uh, arugula, and the cherry, cherry tomatoes. Mm. And uh, it's, uh, it's really very, you know, very, very fresh and, and so, so Italian. Another pizza that I like to make is with artichokes. You can, uh, you can um, have with the tomato sauce, mozzarella, uh, artichokes, and, uh, and black olives. And uh, this is uh, something that uh, for people that uh, don't want to use meat, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. and, but, uh, and another idea is uh, uh, to use uh, the crust uh, for dessert. For, mm. for example, you can use mascarpone cheese uh, and uh, you put uh, strawberries uh, or blueberries uh, mm. and uh, it's, it's a very, very, very good dessert. In Italy, mm something very popular is uh, to use uh, the, the focaccia crust uh, with the Nutella. Do you know Nutella, mm -hmm. Patrick? Yes, <laughs> we yeah. have that here. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> it's so good, I mm. love it. And mm. uh, Nutella and then with, with strawberries. So mm. it's a very, very good uh, combination. Very nice, very nice. So let me ask you, okay, so let's say that you're gonna have a, uh, maybe some friends over and you say, okay, uh, one one person, like you said, you know, vegetarian. One doesn't have doesn't eat meat. The other one loves meat, and then you want to yeah. have a dessert. So let's say you've got, you would put out maybe three of the focaccia bolas and right in front of you. You pre tell me what you would preheat the oven at, and and at yeah. home at home, yeah. What would you put these on to bake? So what temperature, and then approximately how long? Would okay, you so usually in my in in the oven, I use a. Uh, 495 by 500 because mm -hmm. I want uh, the pizza crust that cook as much faster than possible. Mm -hmm. But of course, if you if you have uh, your uh, your oven that uh, can go up to four uh, 450, it's fine. It just takes uh, one one or two minutes more. Okay, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I like uh, 495 500. Uh, and then uh, I can I prepare every 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 crust. So when the guests are uh, are coming, uh, I put in the oven, and so the pizza is gonna be uh, hot. Mm, interesting. Wow. It's it's really you know it's so easy. You mm -hmm. take out from uh, from from the freezer. Mm -hmm. You can even use it uh, from the freezer, put toppings, and then to the oven. Or if you want, you, you can uh, you can uh, take from the freezer to put on your counter for five minutes. Uh, it's uh, a little hot, and then uh, toppings, and then ready ready to go. So it's really so uh, convenient, so practical to to use it. And you know what, Patrick? Mm. I tell you one secret. When uh, <laughs> I want to use it as a bread, as a, as a focaccia just for uh, yeah garlic bread or sandwich mm -hmm. i can uh, i can even use uh, a, a very normal toaster so mm -hmm. in few in one minute in one minute it's ready and then i take uh, garlic butter and i spread on it and uh, it comes out uh, like an amazing focaccia bread even mm -hmm. with the, a toaster that you, you normally use for your uh, uh, sliced bread well, it's an amazing product. Can you tell us, uh, in closing, how people can reach out to you, how they can learn more about uh, your products or just communicate uh, if you have uh, Instagram or uh, your website? Go ahead and share your details a little bit. The website 
is the letter B and then the word Italian.us. B Italian.us. It has some great videos from the uh, manufacturing plant, the baker. Hmm. It's got all of our contact information. Um, it's got everything you need to uh, know about the product and the ingredients. Uh, everything's on there, and we're we're on uh, our our email addresses are on there. Everything you need if you have uh, someone that might be interested. Perfect. We are thinking about, by the way, opening some sort of a a retail shop for the product ourselves. But that's mm -hmm. another one coming up. But we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah. Great. We'll see what's <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much for sharing your amazing story. And uh, uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I hope you, the rest of your day goes goes well. Thanks very much. Well, thanks for having us, Patrick. Um, yes, thank you, Patrick, for inviting us. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Have a great day. Grazie. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye -bye. Ciao, Patrick. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. And remember... We are available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social accounts. If you have any favorite topics or special guest requests, please let us know. You can find our contact information in the show notes and be sure to like, comment, and share the show with your friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.